Hello, it's Venice Robbins. It's great to be with you today. Um, okay, so I want to just, for those of you who may be tuning in for the first time, um, just want a quick introduction, introduce myself to you. Um, my name is Venice Robbins. I actually am a native Texan. I live in Texas and I'm moving to Colorado. Woohoo! We can talk about that in another episode. We won't talk about that now. I am married. I have a, uh, to a, an amazing, awesome man. His, his name is Don. I have three adult children and I am a grandmother of three amazing children. I love my grandkids, y'all. I'm nuts about those kiddos. I really am. Uh, I am a personal development guide. I am a life coach. I love empowering people and showing them how to design a life they love. That is a passion for me. I have been designing a life that I love for 20 years and it's amazing. I have overcome, I think if I could like describe myself in one sentence, I would say I am an overcomer. Uh, So I've overcome many things in my life. And the purpose of this podcast is to really offer, create conversations that, that have people consider another point of view. And so there's a power in looking at life from another vantage point. We can't see life or we can't really see new things that are possible by looking at our situation from the same way we keep looking at it. So that's for me, the power of this podcast is it's really giving you an opportunity to consider something new. Um, the things that I share mostly are really from my own personal journey of 20 years of like incredible uh, obstacles, overcoming wisdom that I've garnered along the way. And one thing about me is I love doing life with people. You know, one of my values is community and we live, grow and thrive in community. It's one of the reasons why I love this podcast is because it's an opportunity to be connected through audio content and uh, be community through podcasting. So it's an amazing um, opportunity. And I, I appreciate the time that you take to listen in. And um, I really invite you, this is something I shared on my last episode. And that is that I'm one of the things I'm up to is really asking how is this content making a difference in your life so that's my question for you how is this podcast making a difference now if you're new to the podcast you may be like I don't know Venice because it's my first time tuning in awesome leave me a comment at the end (laughs) send me an email info at venice.com and I will put the email address in the notes for this podcast like I'm really getting present to that um there is impact that's being made and I'm curious about what it is. So with that, today we're going to have a conversation around forgiveness. And, you know, I have said this multiple times. This is something I teach. I hold, I do a whole entire like 
piece of coaching on forgiveness. And one of the things that I've, I really ask people to consider is that unforgiveness is like a cancer. There are two things that are really um, damaging for us as human beings. One is regret, resentment, and I know that's two things already, but I'll add a third one, is unforgiveness. Regret tends to be a precursor for unforgiveness. So the two things are resentment and unforgiveness. Yeah, they're really damaging. Uh, resentment could be also a part of unforgiveness, a precursor. There are things that kind of like are in the world of unforgiveness, um, anger, uh, resentment, bitterness. It's a whole thing, okay? And I'm not going to teach you about unforgiveness in this conversation um, for sake of time. But I want to zero in on a specific aspect of unforgiveness and that is when the challenge is in forgiving ourselves I cannot tell you how this was something I was really shocked by when I started doing coaching online and this particular conversation around forgiveness how many women struggle to forgive themselves, like years of suffering in silence with unforgiveness towards themselves. And if you are someone who you have any area of your life where you are holding on, you've had a hard time forgiving yourself for something, I invite you to really consider putting like the word the phrase that keeps coming to my mind is like putting it to rest whatever it is that's happened that you consider putting it to rest closing the chapter you know, I've really struggled to, like, there there have been, because I've shared with you guys, Lord help me, I am like the poster child for, like, making mistakes. <laughs> and a lot of the mistakes I've made were, like, totally unnecessary. It was just, like, poor judgment or my mom and dad trying to really give me solid advice. And I was like, you don't know anything. I'm doing whatever I, I know I need to do. And, like, literally 99% of the time, I was totally wrong. <laughs> Oh, Lord, I have so many examples that I want I can share with you. But for sake of time, I'm going to share one. And I've really wondered, like, should I really share this? Because it's so painful. But I'm going to share it because, one, I can speak about this because I've been healed and restored. Like, the pain associated with this choice I made is... It's not there anymore. That's the beauty of being healed and restored in areas of our lives where we've struggled. But I, I feel like it's something that some women can deeply relate to. So 
when I was in my 20s, I had gone out with some of my girlfriends and in my 20s, I was divorced. I was a single mom. And in my 20s, I just really like was in a very like self-destructive path. I was very like responsible as a mother. I, I worked, I went to college, I I made money, I had a job, I, I you know, I was able to care for my children. You know, I was very like responsible and the in that regard, you know, I met their physical needs like food and shelter and clothing and safety and all those things, right? And inside Venice, I was not okay. And there were just things that had happened in my life that I didn't realize how much they were affecting me. I just did not realize how much like defining moments, you know, in my life, they were really impacting my life. And so my 20s, it was like, I would just go out with these girlfriends. They were great girls. They really were. I was just like crazy. Like I would put myself in situations that were really, really like just not good uh, and dangerous, you know? And so one time, and my friends had tried to talk to me. They were like, Venice, like, you know, you just like, you put yourself in situations that are just really dangerous. I had people trying to tell me and I could not hear it. I was just like, whatever, I know what I'm doing. One time we went out uh, to the river walk and we went to this bar and um, I ran into someone who I knew from, from high school. I didn't actually really know this person really well. I knew him like as an acquaintance. I would not say he was a friend at all. And so it was like, oh my God, you know, you went to this same high school, blah, blah, blah. And, um, you know, we, we started up this conversation and I, next thing I know, I'm, I don't remember anything. Like I'm in a car. I don't remember like everything was very, very fuzzy. And long story short, I'm not going to get into the whole like detail of it. But this guy drugged me, he put something in my drink, he bought me a drink. And he took me to an apartment and, and he raped me. And I wasn't just raped by him. I was raped by other men. And it was so like I'd never been in a situation like that ever. And I, it was traumatizing. No, it's interesting because even as I'm sharing this, I'm like, wow, I'm able to think of my past now 
And honestly, I'm moved by the miracle that my life is. And I, I thank God for how even when I was self-destructive, how he, he kept me protected because that situation could have been really bad. It was already bad. It could have been worse. And I also, as I'm sharing with you, I'm moved because I'm like, it's beyond words to be able to be free from the pain of that experience. Like I can talk about it and I'm shedding tears, but they're not sad tears. They're tears of gratitude that I'm healed from that. And I am on the other side of it. You know, the biggest thing I struggled with from that situation was unforgiveness towards myself. And, you know, You may be like, why? (laughs) Hello? You shouldn't be like having a hard time with unforgiveness. Like, you should be having a hard time forgiving that ass. (laughs) That jerk. Right? I get it. I totally get what you're saying. Or what might be running through your mind, okay? But for me... I could not forgive myself for putting me, putting myself in that situation. I could not forgive myself for these amazing women in my life who knew. It's like, it's almost like they could see this girl is just crazy. She's putting herself in situations where something really bad is going to happen. They were trying to help me and I could not see it. Like in those relationships, it got so bad that they stopped being my friends. They were, uh, one of my friends was going to school. She was still in college for social work. And she told me, she was like, I can't be your friend anymore because you're, self-destructive you do things to hurt yourself I didn't physically harm myself like I never cut myself or anything like that but she would say Venice like the choices you make they're they're very damaging and you don't see it and even when she was telling me this I was just angry at her because she was like being a jerk with me I could not see it so I'm, I struggled with what happened to me and being raped with I put myself in that situation and I never spoke about it. The, <clears throat> the friends that I went to the bar with who were my best friends, right? I never told them about what happened. I only told one person 
who was kind of more of an acquaintance. And when I told when I told that person that I was choosing to just confide in, the response was, you, you, you put yourself in that situation and that's what happens, Finise, when you put yourself in that situation. That's potentially what happens. There was no sympathy. So it's like I went internal and I suffered in silence for years. I never spoke of it. I I did I used to be really good at this. I used to pre- pretend everything was okay. And my motto used to be like just put on a smile. Just fake it. And that I lived my life faking it for I mean I'm talking about most of my life now you know when I turned 30 I was so miserable I was I was at that point suicidal I I used to really think like you know if I'm not around it's not going to be a big deal like I literally thought like that. And I had this moment. It was a moment of choice. It was like almost like a spiritual moment where I saw my future. And I knew I could see I was alone in my future. And I I saw my I saw that my kids didn't want to be around me. And somehow I knew this was the road I was headed in. And in that moment I made a choice. It was like a solemn vow with myself that I'm going to change. Now, I didn't know how to change. I didn't like <clears throat> it wasn't like in those mo- like in the movies where <clears throat> you know, the main character has this moment and then everything changes the next day. Nothing really changed in my life after that immediately. But I got introduced to the world of personal growth and development. And it was, that was the turning point for me. I started growing. I started learning how to see myself from a different point of view and I started to see a lot of things about myself I never saw before that's like why I'm so incredibly passionate about what I do because my goal is just to simply offer millions of people another way to see life such that it opens something up it provides being able to see things differently And one of the things that happened as I've been able to see my life and look at it from a bit of a different vantage point is I've been able to overcome like persistent challenges that I've had with myself. It's like even with what happened 
regret, unforgiveness towards myself, I was able to forgive myself. I was able to let go of, it was like I would not let it go. I would not let go of the, I was holding myself hostage. I was, I, yeah, I was holding myself hostage and I would not release myself from my mistakes. And I don't know what you're dealing with. You, my example that I'm sharing today is so extreme. It probably does not happen to most people, right? And there may be something in your life that you're struggling with that you are like, I just can't forgive myself for this. I get it. I don't know what it's like being in your shoes, but I get it. I get the struggle of I can't let it go. And Here's what I'd like for you to just consider. And that is that. You have a choice. You can either. Keep holding on. And hold yourself hostage. Or you can extend grace to yourself see here's the thing I discovered is that like what as human beings what we tend to do is we sweep things under the rug we just say oh well you know I can't do anything about it um I'm just gonna move on like that's all I need to do is just move on Okay. And it doesn't work. It never works to sweep things under the carpet and pretend they're not there. It doesn't work to do that. It just creates a lot of pain and suffering inside. And I did the best that I could in my 20s with where I was at. I was not in a good place in my 20s and in my 30s. I did the best I could with where I was in that moment in my life. And I actually choose to have compassion for myself instead of holding myself hostage compassion for (laughs) the girl who was in that bar having that conversation with that person was a very hurt person who was having a very hard time trying to navigate life 
And that's who is there. And I chose to actually have compassion for myself and forgive myself. And I took on something. I took on doing what it took to get on the other side of what happened to me. Like be on the other side of it. It took um, really me seeing a different side of myself. Like why was I so hurt? You know, there were defining moments in my life that like really affected me. And I never, I never, I just was one of those people you just keep moving, you know. No one wants to like talk about feelings and like everybody's got problems and you just don't talk about things. I never talked about things with anyone. Everything was like internal for me. And after years, I mean, the first painful thing I experienced was when I was four and we had a babysitter and she used to lock me in the closet and You know, that was painful at four years old. That was the first, like, thing that happened for me in my life that was like, it really affected me. There were others. And I started to actually, instead of pretend I was okay, I started to, like, be committed to actually getting on the other side of it and becoming like being healed like restored like these things happen and I'm not going to I'm going to like deal with them and I'm going to be healed from the hurt I'm going to like see when you're restored restoration is like there's always maybe like the scab of what happened but when you're restored the pain it's you're restored back to who you were before like I'm restored to the innocence of who I was I'm restored to the joy of who I am I'm restored to the freedom of who I am like you know, I can talk about these painful things and they don't emotionally charge me with pain and hurt. If anything, like I shared earlier, I mean, I moved with tears of just like awe, deep awe and appreciation for what I say is there was a divine hand of God over my life. That in the middle of me making stupid choices and people choosing to do mean things to me, in the middle of that, God still had his hand on my life. And for that, I can say, thank you, God, because it could have been worse. 
many times. It could have been worse and it wasn't. And I've chosen over the past 20 years to take everything that I'm aware of that has hurt me. And I've chosen to be like, I'm not going to have this impact me anymore negatively. I'm going to do what it takes to be healed from it, to be restored from it so that I can be available to make a difference in the lives of others. So that's why I share my story with you. I share a lot of real personal things and it's because one, I'm like, I don't know if we talk about things like this very much. And two, I feel like to see like models, people who like are on the other side of it. Like I'm not broken. I don't, I know there's some people that are like, oh, I'm broken. I, I don't, I, I personally don't ascribe to that belief. I am whole, complete, and perfect in Christ. I am a daughter of God and I am whole. I'm not broken. Now it's taken me, you know, like years to actually believe what I just said. At some point, I used to say it to try to convince myself of something. No, I'm not convincing myself of anything. That's who I am. And to be someone who actually, in the like, in the face of all the crap I've gone through in my life, to be here and be whole and be healed and be restored and be free, it's like. <gasps> Oh my God. And then I get to give that away. I get to be someone who gives that away to others. It's it's a gift. So, you know, the interesting thing about the podcast is I don't know what you're dealing with because I can't talk to you. It's not like we're on a phone conversation, right? And I invite you from today's conversation I want to hear from you. I'm going to put info of Vinice.com. I mean, there has been so many layers to this conversation. I would love to hear from you. Send me an email, info at Vinice.com. And how has this conversation made a difference in your life? If you are someone who is, has struggled with forgiving yourself, I invite you to make a choice to let yourself free and you did the best you could with where you were. It's not excusing or justifying. It's like, you know, I did the best I could and this is what happened and I choose to release myself from the pain of unforgiveness towards myself. So send me an email. I would totally open to like dialoguing with you. This is like a big conversation, y'all. So thank you. Thank you for your generosity. Thank you for your participation in this podcast. And until next time, bye guys. Mm-hmm.